Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey, and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Girls, we are so glad that you have joined us today. I'm Pam Ramey, and boy, do we have an amazing show for you today. And I guarantee you, you are going to be encouraged and equipped to live your life filled to the brim with destiny and purpose in your spirit, in your mind, and in your body. Because God wants us to thrive in all three areas of our life. At the end of today's show, we're going to make a powerful declaration over ourselves, as we always do, and I am going to share two easy-to-do stretches that will get your day off to a better start and relax you at the end of the day, and they're super, super great. So stay tuned for that. Today, we're going to talk about the depth that our Heavenly Father has for each one of us, His Jesus girls. I, I think sometimes that God can kind of get a bad rap and is viewed like sitting up in heaven with a long white beard, peering down, waiting to check something off of His naughty or nice list. And, you know, there's been a misconception about how we should fear him and what that means to fear the Lord. Like he's out to get us and squish us like bugs if we don't behave ourselves. And you know, I was actually told that by a pastor once and I fought for years just trying to be good enough to earn God's love. So that's where we're going today, Jesus girls. We are going to talk about the love of the father and I can't think of anybody better to discuss this with than my sweet, wonderful Jesus girlfriend, Diane Partain. She is a Bible scholar. She's a minister and a teacher of the gospel and such an amazing minister and Diane. And welcome to the show today. Well, welcome, Jesus Girlfriend. <laughs> it is so exciting having you on the show. Well, it's exciting being here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So nice. I'm excited kinda, about it. it it's, we're going to have My a great time. topic in the whole wide world, so. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, you so embody the love of the Father, Diane, and uh, I can't wait for our Jesus girls to really get to know a little bit about you. And I was wondering if perhaps you could share with us what your experience was like with your natural father, because that's kind of where it starts for us, it right? Does, yes. And that's, you know, I run into that a lot when I mentor girls, especially because depending on the kind of relationship they had with their natural father, that's really the kind of relationship they have with their heavenly father, mm-hmm. which is just, it robs them of so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up, my natural father was very abusive. He was sexually abused me and he was a very hard person. Like mm-hmm. he was hard in all of his mannerisms. Like if you didn't do what he said, he would threaten to chain you to your bed and make you do wow. it. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up really feeling like fathers just were like hardcore. I mean, just hardcore Mm -hmm. bad that they would hurt you and that, and it was very much a performance based relationship with my father. Like you can do better. You're always like falling below. You're never doing good enough. You're Hmm. not good enough. That was the message I got the whole time is that I never measured up or I was never good enough. Hmm. And then a lot of abuse involved with that as well. So it really impacted the way that I thought about my heavenly father. 
I I can only imagine that it did. And what, how did it impact your relationship with how you viewed your Heavenly Father? Well, I know when I first got born again, like, I, when they would say, you know, well, he's like your father, or, you know, mm-hmm. you can just draw close to him. That would just like, oh, shut me down immediately. I can see why uh, that would. I mean, yeah. I'm like, like my father, uh, I don't think I want to get to know this God. Mm-hmm. And so I really had a horrible time just being able to get into relationship with my heavenly father because I, they kept, you know, pastors, everybody compared him to my heavenly, you know, my earthly father. Mm-hmm. And I, so the view I had of him is that, I was never doing good enough. He was always judging me, always criticizing me. He mm-hmm. couldn't wait for me to fail so he could punish me. And right. it just it just brought such, um, oh gosh, what's the word? Just such bondage and so much um, fear of punishment all the time. I just had mm-hmm. this continuous fear of punishment from God the Father. Did you feel like you had to take that out on yourself somehow? It, well, I did. I mean, I, I just never felt uh, it caused a, so lots of depression. Mm-hmm. And because I had that um, picture of him, I never could get free from any of my strongholds. Wow. You know, because the Bible says, you know, when we focus on sin, it just makes us want to sin more. I mean, you right. know, and so I was always focused on all my flaws, all my every defect that I had, everything that was wrong with me, because I felt like my Heavenly Father was. Mm-hmm. So it just made me... You know, it made me stay in bondage, it made me sin more, and it just, you know, I never could get free from the stuff that I wanted to get free from, because I was so sin conscious, you know, I was just totally sin conscious. How do you, it's interesting that you should say that, because I can certainly relate to that. In your years of mentoring women and teaching women, how, like, is this a common thread that you're, that you're talking about right now? Can you speak into that? Yeah, it's way more... It's so common, it really grieves me now that I've come mm-hmm. to know the love of the Father. It's like, it's so hard, you know, it's by the Holy Spirit, we have to have that revealed to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I minister to, to women all the time, over and over again, trying to impart to them how much the Father loves them. Mm-hmm. But so many of them, when I talk to them, I find out that they either didn't have a father or they had a father, you know, an absent father, mm-hmm. or they never knew their father, or bear, or overbearing father, overbearing, mm-hmm. sexually abusive father, mm-hmm. physically abusive father, drunken father, and so mm-hmm. because of all those dynamics, it it really they struggle so hard with trying to enter into the rest of God, into the love of God, and just into relationship with God because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I I uh, I can really see that, and 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 I'm also thinking that before you were really able, Diane, to step into that level of relationship with God, that level of being able to mentor, truly mentor the love of the Father to other women, you had to get free. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit about what that looked like for you to get free, to get your, to renew your mind to really what, uh, how, how God views you. Well, it it was kind of twofold. It definitely renewing the mind is is like you can't do it without renewing your mind. Mm-hmm. But for me, I struggled so long as a Christian, bound up in sin, sexual perversion, addiction, um, just you know, mental illness. I was just bound up for so long, and I came to a place of just basically ready to commit suicide because I didn't see how I could live mm-hmm. the way I was told I was supposed to be living because I had all these strongholds and. Right. So I was crying out to God the Father. I was just crying out to God, and I'm just like, you need to just kill me because I don't know how 
I can do this. I don't know how to, I don't know how to be in relationship with you. I don't know how to draw close to you. And it was in that moment that actually I had a vision that just literally transformed my life. And Mm. I say this, and a lot of people have had an encounter with Jesus. When you, Mm -hmm. you, you know, some people go, well, I've never had that happen. How come? But you have to be at a place of that. You have you have let go of everything. You yeah. have hit the end of your rope. You yeah. Are, yeah, and you are at the edge of the cliff and just about ready to jump over. You have to just be at that place of total surrender. And I tell yeah. you what, if you are, Jesus will show up. God will show up. Yeah. And when he revealed to me, all I saw in this vision, it's so funny, all I saw in this vision was me, really? who I was, mm-hmm. who I was in his eyes, who I was in the spirit realm and it was so transforming. I wasn't anything that I believed. I was beautiful. I was crowned with his glory. And I can't even really put into words because it was like a picture. Right. And as I was seeing this picture of myself, it was so transforming. And at the same time, I was feeling his love for me. And I knew he was telling me, this is the way I've always seen you. I have never seen you any differently than this. You've always been beautiful in my eyes. You've always been crowned with my glory. You're full of my glory. You're the most beautiful woman ever. Mm-hmm. And everything that I felt in that moment, it was just so contrary. It was so in such contrast to what the devil, what the enemy had me believing on my life. He had me believing I was ugly. I would never measure up. Nobody mm-hmm. loved me. On and on and on. Well, it was such a transforming moment. And then from that time on, I was filled with, you know, strongholds broke off instantly. That's but, amazing. But I had to get into the word and get my, you know, my mind mm-hmm continually lined up with that in order to stay free Mm -hmm. and so so it's not a one shot fixes Mm -mm. it all you've got to stay in his word in his presence to stay free absolutely like honestly that that experience was so um life-changing that i mean i was filled with joy for like four months straight you could have peeled me off the ceiling i was so i was so <laughs> jacked up on joy like Ooh, i mean what a thing ter- to be jacked telling up everybody on. how yeah. loved i was how much god loved me and they were like aren't you being you're not very humble i'm like you know they just didn't get it but but then you I know that. eventually those experiences are gonna you're gonna come back down to earth uh-huh. and that's when it really matters that's when we really have to make sure we are in the word yeah that we just believe what it says. I don't know why I've experienced with people that we have such a hard time just believing what it says. Really? Yeah, that, that the Bible really is a love story. It it's, not oh, a, yes. it's not a uh, whipping stick. No. Which we, so many of us, I think, have been taught. I was taught that for years. <clears throat> you know, just get out, don't get out of line. Right. Um, when you were just talking about that testimony, how you got free, Diane, it reminds me of that scripture. I'm, I can't remember the address, but that we are his poetry. Oh, Ephesians 2 and 10. Ephesians 2 and yes. 10. That, isn't that amazing yes. to think that we are God's poetry? Uh, yes, he is the great artist and, he, and we are his poetry. And I just think that's beautiful. It is. is so it beautiful. is so beautiful. And you said something that I find like that people don't understand from the Old Testament, from the very beginning, all through the very end, it's just a love story mm-hmm. of our Heavenly Father pursuing us and doing whatever it would take to be able to get us back into relationship with Him. Mm. You know, I love the chorus of the song, Reckless Love, because it reminds me of what you're saying. Oh, Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of Mm. God. Oh, it chases me, chases me. His love chases us, chases me down flights till I'm found, leaves the 99, and I couldn't earn it. 
I don't deserve it. Nope. Yet he gives himself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And I love that picture, Diane, of how he gives himself away over and over and over. He doesn't stop giving himself away, does he? He wants us. He just so, he so desires. I mean, he so badly wants us just to be able to receive his love. He Lately, I've been going through like... Um, a time of revelation and growing. And in that time, he's been just telling me, I just want my my children to have childlike faith. He goes, mm-hmm. is that childlike? And I tell you, it's that childlike faith because it says the pure of heart. Children are pure, and the pure mm-hmm. of heart will see God. They will be able to see the face of God. Yeah. And it's that childlike faith that he said it is the most, it is the deepest faith, the strongest mm. faith, the most mighty faith you could ever have is that childlike faith. When he says he loves you, you just like you just say that's just like thank you. I love you too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're just you receive it. To that. Yeah, and you made me think when you're reading reckless love, you know, and and the Psalms 23 when it says surely goodness and mercy will follow mm. us all the days of our life. Really, that translation instead of follow is pursue and chase down. Isn't so that fabulous? It's his goodness and mercy that will chase us down and pursue us all the days of our life. And I just love that. Boy, that whew, what a great picture! What a great picture! Diane, what um, are some of the attributes of God's love, our Heavenly Father's love? And you know, I loved how you talked about how so many Jesus girls, how many of us, you know, um, compare our earthly mm-hmm. Father's love with our Heavenly Father's love, and that's where we get st- stuck. We get so stuck into performance. So what are some attributes of God's love that are so different, <laughs> you know? Well, first of all, I you know, we may experience as Jesus girls with our own fathers. Sometimes there's disappointment. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we don't feel like we're, we're living up to their expectations right. on us and stuff. Well, with God, with our Heavenly Father, there are no expectations. He doesn't expect us to be anything. He just wants us to be. He delights in just us being who we are. He loves us regardless of how many times we fall. He doesn't get disappointed in us. He doesn't get discouraged by what we do. We just feel like God is so, we we put him in such a human box. We just put him Mm -hmm. in what our, how we relate to other humans. And it's like, God is, is thrilled with us all the time. He is literally (laughs) thrilled with us. He is literally so proud of us all the time. Such a good word. I don't even care if we're off into sin, you know, you know, sin will get you. Sin sin is, you know, there's no good that's going to come from sin. It's sin that, you know, opens the door for the enemy to get you. But God loves us. He doesn't look at us like, oh, look at what my daughter's doing now. He doesn't even have thoughts like that. What is it? Jeremiah says every single thought he has towards us is good. And that is something that people... That means every thought that God has for us is good. Every thought. Every thought. Every thought. It means exactly what it says. It doesn't mean sometimes. It doesn't. He never gets disappointed in us. He's never uh, uh, displeased with us. He is always, he just always loves us. He looks at us through, he just, he is love. And and love love is gentle. It's kind. It's 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 patient. Yeah. Everything in First Corinthians thirteen. If you read that, 
and you realize that is God's love towards us. That's so powerful, that is, Diane. That is the way he loves us. That is so powerful. And I, I just love that scripture in First John 3, 1 that says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. And I just, I, it, he lavishes his love he on does. us, right? It's not just, he's not meager and no. withholding uh, if, if we step into something we shouldn't be stepping into, like you just said, he just keeps lavishing his love on us all the time, continually. Uh, right before we, we uh, went uh, to do this broadcast, you were sharing with me just about how David got that revelation. Could right. you just talk about that? I loved it so well, much. Yeah, we were talking about Zephaniah 317, where mm-hmm. it says that the Lord actually rejoices over us and that he sings over us and <laughs> that he dances over us. I love and that. When you look up that in the Hebrew, it's like when the father is at, it's like he, when it, re, when he rejoices, it's like violently rejoices. I mean, like he is, mm. he is rejoicing with, he every, does not hold back. He does not hold back. He is like going crazy over us when he rejoices. Mm. And I was telling you that how <clears throat> I, I realized that that was kind of what David got that picture because when I read that and saw what, what it really meant, the Lord goes, that's, that's the picture that David got of me. Mm. He saw that. And that really when David was out there just going crazy, you know, with just his underwear <laughs> Joy, or whatever, yeah. just dancing Full all around, abandoned. going crazy, yeah. just completely abandoned and rejoicing. That's the kind of love. God said, that is the kind of love that I have for you. That is how I feel about you. That is how wow. I rejoice over you. And I was like, whoa, the creator of the universe actually just like gets crazy dancing over us and just rejoicing and singing over us. And that, that just, and I know he shared with me that those songs he sings over us are his love songs that he just comes and Mm. he tenderly Mm. sings his love songs and he is constantly singing. Just each one of us have a love song that God sings just to us. I mean, his love is so personal. That's another. It's so personal. personal. It's not, Mm. I love all my kids. It's like, I love each one of you. Like you are the only one. And I, and I love that, 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 you know, that's how special we are. I, boy, what, you know, just to have that picture before me is so powerful. Jesus girls, I hope that you are just breathing this in because this is how your heavenly father sees you. Diane, I, you once shared with me how the word says that God even inhales yes. our, fra- our our fragrance right. that that delights. Okay, talk about that a little bit. I thought that that's so cool. Right. It, well, in Second Corinthians, it says I think it's five and ten, but don't you know? But it's in Second Corinthians. He talks about how he our in, our fragrance to him, our aroma. We emit an aroma to him in Christ Jesus, like mm-hmm. he is in inhaled. our spirit. And yeah. I think it's the Passion Translation that I love that just says he inhales our aroma. He inhales our fragrance that we emit in Christ Jesus. <laughs> and so I, I always, it, I know this sounds crazy, but this is me. You know, I actually just sit and just picture my father just face to face inhaling me and mm-hmm. just getting a delight because throughout the Bible, I mean, there are so many. If you just, if you were just to Google incense or fragrance it's like mm-hmm. god really enjoys a sweet mm-hmm. fragrance he does yeah, he loves he does. incense he loves a sweet fragrance so that blessed me to think that he loves inhaling those sweet aromas and that's how he does us all the time you know what picture comes to my mind as you're saying that is you know there's this this baby in oh, your yeah. arms that you just love so much and there's just you just 
you know, yes. you can't get enough of the, so you good. know, um, just their just their sweet skin and their sweet breath and all of that. We've yes. all been there, right? With those little babies that we love more than life. Yes. And just I, you inhale them in. You are like I loved how you just said face to face. You know, like nose to nose. Mm-hmm. You almost put your lips on their mm-hmm. lips, and it's just that to have that picture of that is how our heavenly father is with us is that's overwhelming that's a good picture pam that is a that's a perfect picture mm-hmm. of that scripture that is a perfect picture of what god has revealed to me as well mm-hmm. that he literally just like just like that that yeah. is such a beautiful picture yeah yeah oh i love that i love that too and um i I was wondering, Diane, if you could, Diane has such a gifting of just impartation. And I was, we are going to be doing a declaration, but I was wondering if you could just impart to our Jesus girls, just whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your mind to speak, because somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to hear that they haven't gone too far, that they that God's reckless love is chasing them down, and that what you're saying right now, they are not excluded from that. Because That's I can't right. tell you That's how many right. years as a Christian, I could hear about the love of God, and I thought, oh, and I believed God loved you, but to per- take that personally, was to receive that personally, was not easy for me. And so I want you to, Diane, just to just impartation, impart to our Jesus girls, whatever Holy Spirit gives you. Well, I feel like there's some, I know there's someone listening right now that you feel like that you're all alone and that God doesn't see you. But I'm telling you right now, God sees you. Mm. God sees you every moment of every day. He delights in you. He Mm -hmm. loves you. He is constantly, like I said, he is constantly Mm -hmm. whispering a love song over you, singing over you. He is with you every night and every day. He is with you all the time. He, he loves you and he cares for you. And there's some, somebody out there that feels like, well, I've just messed up one too many times. Mm -hmm. There's not one too many times in his love. You can mess up every single day, every minute of the day, and he is going to love you and he is going to tenderly pick you back up and he's Mm -hmm. going to lift up your head and he is going to tell you, do not feel ashamed. I don't want you to feel ashamed. I'm not condemning you. Mm -hmm. I'm not shaming you. I want you to raise your head high. You are the carrier of my glory. (laughs) You are crowned with my glory. You are clothed with my righteousness you are wearing a robe of white you are Mm. the bride and he wants you to just see yourself as that he says i have washed you white as snow with the blood of my son and i love you and there is nothing you can do that will erase or can do anything about that blood you have been completely washed clean Mm. and father is even saying that you know i've forgotten your sins not only are you forgiven but i don't even think about them i choose to forget them i choose not to ever think about them again you are not i'm not going to hold you account for anything because as far as I'm concerned, I don't remember anything that mm-hmm. you've done. Your Heavenly Father loves you. He, I, I can't even begin to tell you, you are so beautifully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made. He has thought of you since before creation. Since yeah. before creation, you were 
in his mind, he knew exactly. He delighted in thinking about you. He could not wait <laughs> until the time came, till your time, like right now. Yeah. Your time is now, and he could not wait to the time that he could just have you actually materialize in this world so that he can love on you, so that he could cherish you, so that he could protect you, so wow, that he can hold you, you yes. and that he could care for you. He wants to care. For, he wants somebody out there is struggling with personal needs. They're having a problem with needs. God is saying that I want to meet every one of your needs. I want you to have that childlike faith and trust me because he mm-hmm. said, I have met every need that you could ever have in my son, Christ Jesus. Yes. Everything that you will ever need has already been taken care of. I just need for you to turn your eyes and just gaze upon my face and know mm-hmm. that I love you and I have provision for you. In Amen. fact, when you yes. when you abide in me, you're walking under my open window of heaven, which is Jesus Christ. He is like that open window of heaven mm-hmm. and that everything that you need, I will give you. He's like, I, I want you to trust me. He's like, test me. Malachi, he says, test yeah. me, prove me. Yeah. And God is like, when he, he wants us to come boldly, I love how God says that he wants us to come boldly before his throne of grace love that. and knowing that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. He tugs at our hearts all the time to get us to be bold and come boldly into his love. It, you know, I love how even in Luke 10 and 19, he even tells us how he gives us authority over all of the power of the enemy. But then right after that in 20, it says, but don't delight in that delight in the fact that your name is written in heaven <laughs> to him, to God is more important yeah. not that yes satan's a big deal to a lot of people but to him it's more important that your name is written in heaven yeah. and that he is going to spend eternity with you our father cannot wait to spend eternity with us and mm. the only reason why he's delaying right now because he just does not want one of his precious children to perish and so I'm just going to encourage you today, God loves you, and you cannot, you cannot do anything to earn his love any more than he loves you right now, and you can't do anything to discount his to love discount. that he loves you with right now. Mm-hmm. He, he loves you totally and fully and passionately, and can, he, could not, he cannot possibly love you anymore, and this is how he feels about you every single minute of every, every single, single day. day, and well, every single second of every, every single day. Yeah. I'll tell you, Diane, um, it's hard for me to hear you speak those words and just not well up with tears because it is, it's so good. His love is so good. It's too good, but it is real. It is is. real. And that's so, those were such powerful words. And I, I would really love for our Jesus girls to make a declaration over this truth of how loved they are by God, where they are speaking out of their mouth words that are being sent forth as seeds to ultimately produce a harvest so that they know that they know that they know that they are loved no matter what. And and Jesus girls, if you find yourself in a situation where you shouldn't be in, and you know what sometimes our inclination is, is to like not talk to God because we, you know, we don't want to let him into our mess. Let him into your mess. He wants that. He, well, he's he already there. To to him about he wants, yeah, don't feel like there's anything that you need to hide from God. You can't hide anything from him anyway, <laughs> but right. don't run from him in those moments. Run to him. That's so good. Parent. Run to him. And so Diane, how about if we make this declaration and you can read it in um, segments and we'll repeat after you and Jesus girls open your mouth 
Your words have power. Think about how God created you. Think about how God created this universe. He spoke it. So you need to speak these words so that you're sending them forth as power to accomplish what God wants to accomplish in your life. So Diane, I'm going to have you... uh, take us through this declaration. And, and I'm just like, I love what Pam said. These are seeds. And so as you speak mm-hmm. them out, you are actually speaking seed. And so we just pray right now that the seed will go into the fertile ground of your heart mm-hmm. and that it will take root and that it will grow and it'll produce much fruit. Amen. Yeah. And so I declare I am God's beloved. I declare that I am God's beloved and that he loves me with an everlasting love and that he loves me with an everlasting love. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God and the friend of God and the friend of God. I am God's poetry. (laughs) I I am God's poetry. And I will fulfill the destiny he has created for me to fulfill. And I will fulfill the destiny he has created for me to fulfill. Jesus, girls, I hope you are speaking that out loud. Wow. What a great declaration. And before we wrap things up today, I uh, promise to share a wonderful fitness uh, stretch with you, two stretches that I want you to use to get your day going and also to kind of just relax you at the end of the day. The first one is called an axial reach and the second one is called a knee tuck. And here's how you're going to do this. Now, you can do this first thing when you're laying in bed, but I will tell you this. If you could just get down on the floor, if you have carpet or if you have a yoga mat or something, it helps to just kind of you know, stretch out your spine a little bit more. And all you're going to do is lay on your back, reach your arms up over your head, stretch your legs out long, reach beyond your fingertips and beyond your toes. And you know what, right now we're going to take a little tip from our animals because I'll tell you what's the first thing our cats and our dogs do when they get up. They, what do they do? Stretch. They stretch. Now, do you have to say to Peanut, uh, Diane, that's Diane's little dog. She is so cute. (laughs) But do you have to say, Peanut, um, if you stretch when you get up, you're going to really feel a lot better. Oh, no. That's the first thing she does, (laughs) stretch. (laughs) She just does. See, it's intuitive. I want this to be intuitive for you, girls, because God has created our bodies to move. And when we stretch, so think of it as a stretch right now. Even if you're just sitting down, reach up over your head, reach beyond your fingertips. So even if you're just doing your upper body, but if you're, but you can, an axial reach is when you do your whole entire body and you can just stretch. Oh, I mean, you just, it feels better. You increase your circulation. You get the blood, you know, you get the blood flowing. You can even find maybe a little bit of decompression in your spine. So that's your first thing. Doesn't that feel good? Mm -hmm. It It feels feels, good. It feels feels good. good. It wakes you up. It energizes you. And, and then follow that up with what's called a double knee tuck. So you're just, you're laying on your back and you bring both knees into your chest. You can grab your legs behind your thighs or you can grab them over your knees, whatever feels best for you. But here's the cool thing about this, especially if you do this on the floor, is that it literally gives some decompression to your low back. So if you 
uh, you know, maybe you didn't sleep really good or you slept, you know, and you're stiff when you wake up. We're all stiff when we wake up a little bit. So it helps to release some of the tension in your hips and in your low back. And at the end of the day, if you've been sitting a lot during the day or you've been standing a lot during the day, man, you need the same thing, right, Diane? That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I want you to get these two stretches. I want these to just be part of your day. Okay. And if you forget it one day, you know, is that the end of the world? No, but I would like for you to do your axial reach and to do your double knee tuck. And so get that stretching on Jesus girls. And I, I think that's going to be a wrap for us today. And I'm just saying, man, has it ever been amazing having you on the show today, Diane? Well, it's been amazing being on the show. I, I love, love you. Can't show. wait to have you back, girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. You are such an encourager. So Jesus girls, you know, every week, every time we get together, we're learning new ways to find our roar. And this week yeah. it is remembering to know that we know that we know that the love of our Heavenly Father is for us, that He's fighting for us, that His love hunts us down, that His yes. love inhales us, that His love, His lo- He is love. He is the embodiment of love, right, Diane? Yes, I was just seeing it also rejoice and dance over us. And he rejoices and dances over us violently. Yes, like, I mean, like, it, like like David crazy dancing. Like he's crazy, crazy dancing, dancing over you, Jesus girls. Yeah. Wow, what a picture that is. Please like us and subscribe at JesusGirlRoar.com and encourage your friends by sharing this broadcast with them. We love you so much. Jesus is crazy about you. And we can't wait to be with you next time on Jesus Girl Roar. 